Have you ever seen something either on the news, on TV, in your family, at your nine to five, in your industry at large, just something that in your mind makes no sense. You can't understand how these things came to be. You don't know why it's the standard. You don't understand why everyone is following this unwritten rule of this status quo. And it bothers you so much that no matter how hard you try, you can't unsee it. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. And today I want us to talk about it. There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. And today I want to talk a little bit about something that's been on my mind lately. So much so that I decided to write an essay. And if you follow me on any other channel, whether that is LinkedIn or Instagram or maybe Medium, or just check out the website in recent weeks, you may have stumbled upon something that I call the essay, (laughs) but it is really my way of pouring out some level of, yes, I would say frustration, but then also a call to action for us as women, especially women of color in the consulting industry, because I am so tired of things continuing to look the way that they do for the industry to seem to be moving in a similar direction as it has in the past. And I think that there's so much that we can change about the direction of the industry as we move forward. We definitely have the ability to do that in this moment. Oh my gosh, we have never had so much access to the tools that we need to compete unlike the time that we have now. And so I wanted this whole episode to just be a conversation about Number one, why I even wrote this essay. (laughs) Number two, really talking about how I feel like we can work together as a community to change this narrative and build the industry into something new and different, something that I feel like it was always meant to be. And then third, think about how we are able to utilize that to catapult our wealth in not just our industry, but in society as a whole, so we can drive the change that we want to see in any other aspect of our lives. So I think so much of it starts with what we 
have been conditioned to believe consulting is supposed to be and what the industry is supposed to look like. And I think we have the power to push back on that narrative and craft something totally different. You know, when I was starting out in consulting, I always talk about how I entered in a very non-traditional way. I was working as a clinical pharmacist, had gotten really involved in a lot of quality improvement projects at a larger level um, within the pharmaceutical industry and definitely on a more national landscape. And when that happened, uh, I definitely fell a little bit more into this thought leadership space. And uh, I was excited about that journey. And when consulting became an opportunity, then, you know, one of the first things I thought is, yeah, I know the information. I had that in my mind. I, I have the knowledge. I felt confident in that. Um, but I didn't know how to effectively consult. I didn't know the practice of consulting. And one of the first things I did, which I feel like is natural for any of us to do after we go to Google, of course, is to go and find a book, right? You're gonna find a book, a guide, someone that is going to help you figure out what you need to do next, how you're going to succeed, how they've succeeded in the past. And I really never gave much thought to the authors that I was really consuming their information, the the ideas that I was taking in. I, I didn't think about their experiences in the past and, and how that differed from my my life, my experience or the experience that I would likely have in the industry moving forward. I just wanted the basic information. And many of these books were wonderful tools to get me started. Uh, I think one of the most popular I would say references or authors in the consulting space is someone like Alan Weiss, who has put out a number of wonderful books that allowed you to get some insight as to what it's like to start a consulting business, what it's like to, you know, create and craft winning proposals, million dollar proposals and all of those things. And I devoured all of that information and not just from him, but from others that are in the industry, others that are known even outside of traditional management consulting and getting into some marketing consulting like the Jay Abrahams of the world or whoever it may have been at the moment, John Maxwell, Brian Tracy, all of these names that I had heard over time would be wonderful references for how you are supposed to grow, build, market a consulting business. And so I consumed all of that information, the books, the videos, et cetera. And I think if you, you know, if you're like me, then you may have done the same. Even if you have been working in the consulting space at a larger firm, whether it was one of the big fours or another uh, boutique firm or some other capacity of which you worked straight out of school and kind of fell into the consulting realm that way. There was somebody that you listened to or that the material that that you consumed that helped to guide your practice. And as a woman, specifically a woman of color, I don't think I ever stopped until more recent years to really take in the fact that number one, they, there are few female trailblazers that many of us can reference in this entrepreneurial consulting space and even fewer women of color. Just 
if you would go out and just look at your average bookstore, go on Amazon and just search for consulting books. And then I want you to count the number that you see that are written by women, number one, and definitely a woman of color. They're few and far between. And so one thing that stood out when I realized this, when it, when it finally clicked in my head, right, was that oftentimes when people write, they're writing from their unique perspective. They're giving the guidance based upon what they have experienced and what others they have worked with and others around them, what they have also experienced and what they know to be true. And so if that individual who is authoring the work has not been exposed to the challenges that another group of people may have, then it's going to be very difficult for them to craft guidance that is going to work without having to adapt or modify in some way, right? Because, you know, let's be honest, it just wasn't part of their everyday reality. And that's okay. That it's not expected to be. But what I'm pointing out is that oftentimes we as women, especially women of color, we're relying on help from sources that really cannot speak to the fullness of our journey. And and there's something to be said about that because here are a couple of facts. If you actually look as of 2022, according to the McKinsey and Company's Women in the Workplace study, this is just last year, women made up 26% of the C-suite, right? So just as a woman, we're already outnumbered, okay? So we already don't have as many women that can speak to that experience that can give us guidance from that seat. And then on top of that, when you look at women of color specifically, they account for a mere 5% of that population. So when you're thinking about the highest levels of decision-making, we actually have fewer individuals in that seat, in that place that can therefore share and impart the wisdom from what they have experienced along their journey. And, and for me, that's, that's just one fact that didn't really resonate with me until I got deeper and deeper into the consulting world. As I got, now I'm, I'm almost a decade in, I can speak to a lot that I have learned along that journey. But there's so much that I wish I knew when I first started that I realized we didn't have available to us at that time. And because of that, Oftentimes what happens, especially in the consulting world, because it's very high paced and it can be highly competitive, many people have, especially women, have difficulty staying in the industry over the long term, especially if they're working in a very demanding environment. And a lot of it is because the way that things work, the the status quo, the standards are all around, you know, maybe aspects of burning the midnight oil or this hustle culture that doesn't align with the lives that many of us may want to lead as we grow, as we get older, as we have families, as we have other needs, as we maybe take on additional responsibilities, caring for parents or loved ones. There is so much that builds into the complexity of being a woman 
that is not acknowledged by the average cisgender white male. Just being a woman, a minority, a, a disenfranchised individual in whatever capacity, that is something that is not part of the mainstream typically in consulting. It's not the common conversation. And even when you look at another statistic, here's, oh, here's another one I'm going to give you. According to the Federal Reserve, right? Women are actually less likely to be approved for a small business loan than, than their male counterparts. And that's huge. When you consider the fact that when you're starting a business, <laughs> it's going to take money to get started. Even, even something like consulting, which I will tell you does not require nearly the amount of financial resources that you would need for, for instance, a product-based business or, or many other businesses that others may try to start, service-based business, businesses that others may start. Even in that setting, there is still some level of financial responsibility that has to be assumed. And the reality is that when you consider credit applications, only 38% of Black-owned businesses were approved for the total amount of credit, even compared to white-owned businesses. So if you are a person of color, especially, let's move beyond just being a woman, if you're a person of color, your access to capital, to money to start, is also limited. There are just so many challenges that, let's be honest, some of the authors of some of our favorite books couldn't speak to. And I'm not putting the fault on them. Their works were great. They were helpful, they were useful, they still are. But I want you to recognize that you can't assume that you're able to take what they have presented without having to make an adjustment to get to where you need to go. And I think this is a lot of the conversation that I often have with clients. I, I often talk about how we have to think about ways to adapt the the methods that have been used previously to allow them to fit our lives, our lifestyles, and for us to be able to benefit from them. You know, we are brilliant. There are so many brilliant, badass women out there. And when you look at just thought leaders in the space, Google, Google thought leaders. Who are you going to come up with? <laughs> Simon Sinek? You're going to come up with maybe Seth Godin and uh, you may come up with Adam Grant. I mean, there there are a lot of people out there that are wonderful. They're brilliant too, but they don't look like you, right? And so there is a level of detachment, I feel like, in in this industry that doesn't recognize or speak to the fact that there are different paths and different journeys based upon the societal obstacles that are in place that we oftentimes cannot control. And so in order for us to reach the level of growth and advancement that we want to get to, we have to help one another along. We have to be able to shed light on those difficult paths. We have to tell one another how you navigate the journey, how you take a detour, how you <laughs> create shortcuts how you help to lift one another up so that you can overcome what would normally place a block in your path that would make your success unachievable. And that's why I wanted to write this essay. The reason 
<laughs> why this is so important is because there is good news. I know I just talked about all the challenges and why these things don't work and why we need to do things differently. And it sounds so dire. I don't want you to leave that way because that is not the case. It's actually a lot of good news. And this is where we can actually make a difference. And this is why we have to have one another's help. So there's a famous quote that says, two things remain irretrievable. That's time and a first impression. So look, when you are presenting your services to a client and you're ready to win that big lucrative contract, you want to put your best foot forward. And what better way to do that than brand collateral that showcases your high quality services in a way that stands out from the crowd. So if you're looking for a way to showcase your services, I want to offer you what I use and what I know has worked for me over time. And that's my offer magazine template. This is literally a Canva template that all you have to do is drop in your pictures, your logos, all of your information, and then allow someone to see firsthand the level of quality that you present when you touch any project that you are working with. To download, click the link in the description and make it yours today. I promise it will be putting your best foot forward. So I thought long and hard about this and studied, you know, past clients, my own experience, the experience of other colleagues, and tried to figure out what were those key elements that had to be in place for each individual to succeed because we want to follow a track record or some type of roadmap that has a proven result and a proven outcome. And what I noticed is that one thing that stood out more than anything else is the fact that the onset of our digital era and where we are right now in terms of social media, online presence, and just living more so in this digital space, that this has afforded a new opportunity for us to do things differently. And what stood out was the fact that many of the individuals that have become successful were able to utilize the tools that are now available in this new era to their advantage, especially women and women of color. So this is part of what allowed me to really think about how we could reshape our approach, not completely toss away some of the ideas that have been presented before because those methods, ideas, tools, they are valid. But how can we use them in the proper context of our lives and then really show up differently in our space? So much so that we attract business that we didn't even (laughs) initially realize existed, right? So here's how we can do it. One of the first things is that we can leverage our lived experience. I I talk about this often, But I think sometimes we lose sight as to how valuable what we've been through, how we have been able to take in knowledge and create a new way of applying it and use that to our advantage to climb the corporate ladder that we have been on or or maybe climb our way up the the cascade in terms of the entrepreneurial consulting space, we've used it to our advantage. And the fact that it is unique, the fact that we're able to offer something that is new and different 
makes that a huge asset. And it's one of the things that I noticed when I found that other clients or colleagues and even myself in my personal experience, when I found success, that has stemmed from the fact that I've been able to use and these other individuals have been able to use their unique perspective to their advantage. And one of the things I think we lose sight of is the fact that there's so many businesses out there today that really are prioritizing the expansion into new new cultural experiences. They're trying to advertise and market to many people and cultures that really were once overlooked, but the world is changing. And the great part about it is that our insight, our knowledge, our perspective, our expertise in how to navigate that journey that so many businesses and corporations are on is a way for us to really build our business. How can we begin to think about marketing in a different way to reach and expand the reach of other businesses in spaces that we're familiar with? How are we able to show up differently and create more inclusive environments that help other organizations and businesses generate more revenue and (laughs) maintain their reputation and their integrity? How are we able to offer a different view on maybe the the way we're approaching startup businesses and innovation in our space? That will allow us to transcend what is commonly known as a potential, you know, early stage target or result. We have the ability to do that. (laughs) Whether you know it or not, we have the ability to do that. And so that's one of the things that we can definitely leverage is our unique perspective and lived experience because we've already lived out what it takes in order to be able to achieve those goals. Now, the second thing is going back to this being a new digital era, our ability to fully embrace the digital space is going to be key. It is going to be key. Do you hear me? I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Some of you may not like social media. Look, I always joke around that a number of my, my girlfriends, like they don't go on social media often outside of liking a couple of baby pictures and sending a couple of happy birthday shout outs on Facebook. They're really not on social media. Every blue moon, they may post a picture of their kids or a cool vacation, but otherwise every day, I know that if I find something funny online, I tend to send it to them because they're just not online, but they are fabulous in their space. They are well-connected. They are growing and surviving. There is a misconception that we need social media in order to have a successful business. We don't, but, 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 but what I'm saying is that we have the ability to use this digital space as a way for us to spread our thought leadership and our innovative thoughts and ideas. That is really key. And this is a way that I feel like many times we overlook the importance of doing that. We may be on social media for marketing purposes to uh, sell our next program offer, or maybe we are trying to market our business and gain some brand awareness and some visibility. All of those things are important. Continue to do those things. But one of the things that we need to begin to prioritize 
especially as consultants, is using it for our publication, our uh, publication in the um, dissemination of our thoughts and ideas, and also to really showcase our unique perspective and our thought leadership. There's one of the reasons why you see many of the authors that I previously mentioned writing so many books. Because previously, that was the way to crystallize your thoughts and really put your expertise out there. And so they authored numerous books that have stood the test of time. Now, that is one definite way to do it. That has not changed. But when you're thinking about growth on the on a short term basis, when you're thinking about trying to make a difference in a matter of weeks or months instead of years, this is actually where the digital space can help you because the the impact of your thoughts, your ideas and your perspective can travel much faster today than it could before. So whereas before we had to go to a bookstore, we had to go to a library, we had to do, and look, if you grew up with, when I did in high school, you had to do a manual search in the library to find what you needed. Before we had to do that in order to get the information, now we have it at our fingertips. And so if you are the person who is able to provide the answer that shows up in a Google search or when someone is scrolling through YouTube or online on Instagram or Facebook or maybe Twitter through a Twitter thread. If you're that person putting out useful and helpful content and ideas, you also will be the individual that begins to gain traction in your space for solving a particular problem, for being able to offer more, for being able to not just offer what can be found in a book, but to be able to make that information more up-to-date and curate it for the audience that you're desiring to work with, right? That's the key, the curation process. When someone finds information that is meant for them, meaning when I stumbled upon the help that I needed in thought leadership, specifically from my mentor, who is another black female who has worked in the consulting industry before, then it was golden because she understood and knew what I needed to learn in order to navigate the path in a similar way. And so you are meant to be that per person, that guide and light for somebody else. We have to use the digital space to our advantage. Doesn't mean you have to hang on it all day. You definitely don't need to make as many posts as even someone like myself as I would make. Some things I just enjoy. I like trying things out before I would have clients do it and I test a lot of things, but you don't have to be on social media to that extent, but you need to use it for the benefit of not just networking. I'm not talking, yeah, you use it for networking too. You can do that too. But I'm talking about you being able to share your thoughts, ideas, and your thought leadership online. That is number two, the second way that we can do this. And then last but not least, the next thing is that you want to be able to create an immense level of value that then is able to be reciprocated in a monetary format. And all I'm saying uh, when I say that is pretty much you need to be able to put so much value out there that it returns to you 
in a monetary fashion, that you make money because people are repaying you for all the value that you provided over time. That can be done. That is really the the currency and the exchange in consulting. We are a business of expertise. We are sharing our thoughts and our ideas, our strategies. All of that we are sharing, we're providing in exchange for money. And so the more that you're able to do that in a, a global nature, the more that's gonna come back to you. So these are just different ways that we can tap into this industry and begin to change this narrative because at the end of the day, we are meant to succeed so that we can help others navigate that path along the way. We're all in different industries. We're all tackling different problems. We all have a different purpose. And for us to be able to achieve these goals, we have to have a common mission. And that mission has to be to help other women, especially women of color, but other women in general, to navigate the path that we were able to navigate. To be able to show up in their space in industries from IT to STEM to healthcare to uh, the creative space to marketing to you name it. (laughs) whatever space you may be in. We have to help one another navigate those industries, navigate those spaces so that we can provide more value to consumers and business clients in a way that allows our businesses to grow so that we can generate more wealth to then change the entire landscape of the industry around us. So this right here, this episode is a call to action. If you want to learn more, go to my website at www.excelatconsulting.com and you can read the full essay. It's not a very long read. Just click the link at the top um, header that says the essay and it'll take you right there. But then also I wanted to let you know that I am actually starting a founding group um, for aspiring entrepreneurs that are interested in going into consulting. So if you're tuning into this episode and you're interested in starting your consulting business this year, then I want you to visit me on Instagram at Dr. Angelina Davis or on LinkedIn at Dr. Angelina Davis. I'm on every online platform under that name. Just visit me there and and send me a message and let me know that you are interested. This will be, this founding group will be the group that will be able to get the information they need to start the consulting business that they have wanting to start at the lowest price of the greatest access that ever will be available. I want us to really, really, really be able to shape our industries in a different way. And I'm leaning fully into that in this new year. And I want you to join me. We have to do this together. So if you're interested, make sure that you reach out in the description. I will have both the links, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn, just shoot me the word interested and let's chat. Let's talk about what is available for you to start your business this year, because this is your key to take all that knowledge, those degrees, all that education, all that experience that you have under your belt, all that training, all of the skills that you have that's commonly overlooked and overshadowed for you to put that into the spotlight and make things happen. This is your year. This is our year. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you. So let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.